You're listening to the Nitty Gritty Podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings, where they discuss the nitty gritty of creative entrepreneurship. Welcome to episode 13 of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. Today we are talking about workspaces. Um, so the first yeah, the first one that we're going to talk about, because we kind of have like three different ones that we've outlined, like the types of workspaces. So the first one is going to be co-working spaces. They've been all of the rage within the past couple of years. Um, and both Jen and I have kind of been able to work at them. So we wanted to talk about our experience. Um, but we're also super curious to know what you guys think. So we'll kind of talk about this and then we'll put the question out to you. And if you want to respond, you can either do so uh, via email or if you ever wanted to come on as a guest on the podcast, please email us and let us know. Yeah, so for sure. Co-working spaces, Jen, what do you think about them? Well, I mean, I guess I'm, I have had such a great privilege to work in a co-working space at home and at an office. And mm-hmm. with co-working spaces, I have such a love-hate relationship with them because I've had such great um experiences with them but I've also had like a few experiences with which have kind of pushed us to basically pay for our own space so we have our own office now so there's definitely pros and cons to co-working spaces and I think depending on your business and where you are in the in your business they're really really beneficial mm-hmm. um, but I think it's important to weigh out what you really want out of your business and what your needs are of your business are before you kind of jump into co-working spaces. Um, this has definitely been a huge, huge dilemma. I feel like for us over the last couple months is like, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. do we want to work at co-working spaces? Do we solely want to have an office? Um, cause honestly we, our business every month does all three. We do all three right. every single month. Um, we have an office, we work out of a co-working space every second Thursday and we work remotely every Friday and every second Thursday or every yeah. other Thursday, I guess. Um, so we, we actually, we do all three at something simple. Mm-hmm. I like, I think I'd like co-working spaces or I like the idea of co-working spaces. Um, and I think they're really good when you're like super fresh out of the door, like just starting your business because there's a lot of like like-minded people around you. Um, so it's good for that. But anytime you and I have kind of worked there, we get kind of distracted. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, yeah. le- I was, uh, so the co-working space that we work out of, I absolutely love, but some days, if my mind is not in it, I get distracted mm-hmm. so easily. And I mean, I could say the same thing about a coffee shop, right? Like, yeah, yeah, same idea. You have to, I mean, you could say the same thing about working from home. Like you definitely have to be in the right, like heads, like headspace to be at a co-working space or even at a coffee shop for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about some pros then to co-working spaces. So I kind of already talked about like you have like-minded people around. So like the sense of community is Mm -hmm. awesome because you're going to have either people who are working um, 
in like similar fields as you who are going to be able to like collaborate and share ideas. Um, but also just like having other people around. So you like, don't feel lonely that you can bounce ideas off of. Cause I find sometimes if I'm like working by myself in my office with my door shut for <laughs> a long period of time, I'm like, Oh, I need like human connection. <laughs> so then I'll have to go downstairs and like talk to Ryan or, or something. But yeah, the sense of community I think is good. For sure. I think having that structure is also really beneficial. So like having that structure of going into a space at 9am and leaving at whatever time, um, mm-hmm. kind of that, like being able to remove yourself from home is nice. Um, and just kind of making that a part of whether it is. Cause so usually with co-working spaces, you are there a certain amount of time every single month, unless you have a permanent space. And so yeah. kind of having – building that structure into your week is really, really beneficial because then you can kind of dictate, like, when you can take on, like, meetings or, you know, what times you work at. Maybe if you're working at home one one day a week, you can kind of, like, sleep in a little later or not get changed or whatever the case is, uh, change out of your pajamas. <laughs> um, <laughs> but having that Which structure – Which I am currently in. <laughs> I am too, totally, 100% in my PJs. Um, but have, yeah, having that structure, I think is nice. I think people just, most people like structure. Like most people like knowing what's happening every, like not every part of their day, but generally speaking, people like to know what's going on throughout their day and having that plan. So knowing that you're going to be in a specific space, um, I think really helps in that situation. Also, like, physical structure. So when you're in a co-working spaces, a lot of them offer, like, meeting spaces that you mm-hmm. can either, like, rent or um, if you, like, have a certain membership with the space, sometimes you get a certain amount of hours out of it. So it's also nice, like, if you're having meetings or you're doing, like, a workshop or something that it's available to you and you don't have to, like, rent it out of your house or, like, have to necessarily rent, like, an alternative space because it's it's there and it's available to you and you know the space well enough, like, you know where to find things if you need them or where the bathrooms are right <laughs> so yeah so like the structure of the day but I also think like literally like the space the structure mm-hmm. of the space is is useful too <laughs> um there's also like certain perks when you're working in co-working spaces because they like they like the sense of community and they like the collaboration so that a lot of times co-working spaces will have like um networking events or um, even just like things to do with other people within the space, whether it be like lunch and learns or, um, I don't know, like, uh, self-care workshops or those mm-hmm. kind of things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that you can partake in, even if they're not really part of your business, but just part of like networking collaboration as well. Yeah. And that part that pairs really well with the, the company culture piece. So mm-hmm. when, whether you're looking at co-working spaces or thinking of joining a co-working space, it's really important to consider the culture that they create there, uh, making sure, you know, it's inclusive and it, it covers all the values that you have as a business so that when they do those kind of collaborative pieces, that it's as much a part of your company culture as, as, as it is a part of their co-working culture. Yeah, for sure. Um, because, I mean, we all know that the culture of any community can really help whether it's employees or just personally, like as a solo entrepreneur, like you want to feel connected to that space. And I think that the company culture and the collaborative collaborative piece is a, is a big aspect of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think that like through collaboration and being around like, like like-minded people, whether they're in the same industry as you or not, um, 
everybody's working towards a goal and there's, there's a certain amount of inspiration that you mm-hmm. get from working around other people like that too. So there's a lot of like inspiration. They usually have a lot of like different types of like whiteboards and things you can plan on. Um, so just being in that, in that space around those people, I think it is a good way to kind of spark inspiration. Um, and, and, and what's the other word? Innovation. Innovation. Yeah. It's a huge, yeah. that's a huge buzzword right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they're good for that, too. They kind of, like, help people brainstorm Mm -hmm. ideas, bounce ideas off each other, yeah. I think it's important to say, though, too, like, you have to be willing to kind of break away from your comfort zone. So we talk a lot about, um, as, like, entrepreneurs, as, you know, attending networking events and being a part of networking events. But I think a huge piece of that is being able to break out of your comfort zone and taking part in, like, the collaborative pieces of it and the culture and the inspiration and, and being a part of those pieces. I think it's one thing for a co-working space to have those things, which is amazing and so beneficial for the entrepreneurs that are a part of, of that, of that space. Mm -hmm. But you as the entrepreneur have to be willing to kind of like embrace those pieces and kind of break out of your own comfort zone and say, okay, I'm going to go attend whatever an event, or I'm going to be a part of, of whatever, um, morning, afternoon events, you know, inspiration that's happening, or maybe it's a new, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like as the entrepreneur, you have to kind of be willing to jump into that, you know, head first and just kind of embrace it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's also a great way to meet new people. Oh, yeah. Um, Working space, uh, which can relate to potentially meeting new clients. So it's kind of nice. Um, especially in the kind of the businesses that we're in mm-hmm. um, with the business, there's always, especially with like startup companies and entrepreneurs and whatnot, they're always looking for help usually with like marketing or design, branding, um, social media, or like photography, um, mostly because when you're starting a business, it's really hard to do it all. So you want to focus on the things that your business is about and you kind of let others um, in creative business kind of help you out. So I found that those are really good places to meet people um, for, for our businesses even, mm-hmm. and not like in a selfish way, uh, but I mean, if people are looking for your, for your services and, and you're available, they're more likely to hire you knowing who you are and working alongside you than to like have to go out and find someone else. Yeah, I mean, most generally speaking, most co-working spaces are almost like a revolving door of like new people. There's mm-hmm. always new faces. There's always new people in the space. Like full transparency, that was something when I first started my business. I was working out of a co-working space, and my very first client, I hadn't even my, my website hadn't launched yet. I didn't have a business card. I don't, I don't even think my business was registered yet in Ontario. And I was like sitting in a co-working space and it was someone who I knew and she called me over and I sat down with a potential client and I had to pitch myself. Yeah. And I had to talk about my prices and what I did and what, what that looked like. And that was like the most nerve wracking thing because it was a great opportunity for me considering I was like new to business. I didn't have any clients at that point. I was like, it was literally like week one guys. Like <laughs> I had, yeah. I, I was like a newborn baby. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got like, I got my first client at a co-working space 
And it was just kind of like being able to embrace and meet new people and say, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah. Do you want to work with me? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's do this thing. So it's just, a, it's a big piece of being a part of that culture and just being always saying yes until don't get burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of pros to working in co-working spaces, but there's also a few cons. So from my experience working with Jen in the co-working space, there's kind of a lack of privacy. So unless yeah. you invest in like a private office, which is quite a bit more expensive than, than the co-working membership at most places that offer it, some co-working spaces don't even offer like private offices. But um, it's like if you're doing anything on your computer that you don't want to see or if you're having a meeting or um, whatever it be, there's there's just kind of a lack of privacy, which is to be expected for sure. Like you're going into a space that's literally called co-working. You know there's other people <laughs> going to be there. Um, but there's certain things that you obviously can't accomplish in a space that has a lack of privacy. Yeah, I think like there typically there are also meeting rooms available for you to book as a coworker mm-hmm. in in a space, but then there's availability that you have to consider. So is there an available space? You also have to work in the cost of booking out co-working, like meeting rooms in co-working spaces. So it is if taken like let's say you're meeting a client in a in a meeting room at a co-working space, is that a part of your budget or do you have to eat that? Yeah. So it's it's all those kind of pieces that you have to consider. I know from our standpoint, when we were working in a co-working space and we were growing, it didn't make sense. We were spending so much money on meeting rooms because we had, you know, team meetings and client meetings. It just, it got to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be, or it can be very inexpensive. Typically, most co-working spaces also have like telephone or like phone call booths. So you can like go in and have a phone call or like a video conference, um, mm-hmm. but those aren't, you, you, you can't book those. If they're available, they're available. Um, yeah, it's like first come, first serve. Yeah, and it's not like you can't have multiple people in there. It is literally like space for you and a computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, there's definitely a lack of privacy, which you have to be willing to give up if you're going to a co-working space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely the next unfortunate piece of a co-working space is that there's often competition under the same roof. So mm-hmm. depending on your co-working space, depending where you are, you could be facing multiple competitors in one very small area. So although you might have a revolving door of people, you could also have a revolving door of competition. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's something to consider you know, when, when you're agreeing to work in a co-working space, when you're part of a co-working space, like who else is there? And at the end of the day, is it really beneficial for your business and, and will it bring in new clients? Uh, or is your goal really just to, you know, network with other people? Um, I think that's, that's the important question to ask. It's like, what is your goal of being in a co-working space? Is it simply just to have a space to work or are you looking for new clients? Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, the next point we have kind of a con to co-working spaces is that you have no control over the space you're working in. So, um, whether that be like literally the furniture in the space or the decor or whatever, I know personally, like 
I like to have kind of minimalist setting, light colored furniture, and I want plants around me when I'm working in my office. And that's not really something I can control working in a co-working space um, because I can't like bring it. Well, I could, I could bring it in and put it on the desk, but then I'd have to bring it with me. Like you can't, you can't leave your stuff there. Um, so yeah, you don't really have any control over the the physical space that you're working in. You kind of have to like go in, see if it works for you um, and take it as it is. Yeah. And I think having no control over the space also means that you don't have control of what's happening in the space. So you don't have, mm-hmm. have control of like who else is in the space. You don't have control over um, like what events are taking place in the space of whether or not you have um, like tours going on. Like maybe you have, maybe you potentially have a client who is new, who you're meeting with and something takes place in that space that you weren't ready for. And now you have to like quickly adapt and find another way. Um, the other piece that I found in terms of booking meeting rooms when I was working in a co-working space is that I could potentially book a meeting room and then maybe my meeting went later than I anticipated, mm-hmm. but I don't have the capacity to book that room later because it's been previously booked. Yeah. So it's just, so then you have to like cut it off. Yeah. Or you have to like figure out another location or, or do you have the, yeah. do you have the ability to move to maybe a more open environment? Maybe it's not. Um, it doesn't need that privacy necessarily anymore. So it's just, it's, it's being adaptable, but sometimes that's just not possible and you don't have control over it. So it causes that, that issue. There are many times you guys, when Jen and I were working in a co-working space together and we were like in a groove and then like a band would start playing on the next floor and we'd be like, what is going on? And like immediately, like we lose our groove. And for the most part, both Jen and I kind of like have creative peaks around like evening mm-hmm. time, which is more when like more distracting things usually happen because co-working spaces still kind of work during regular business hours. And then more of the events kind of happen in the evening if they're also an event space. But then like some people, like some people, the reason why they go to co-working spaces is because they don't work regular hours or the creative peak hours are not during that time. So like, yeah, we'd be like trying to work on a project together and then there'd be like drums and like guitar or there'd be like, or there'd be like, I don't know, something happening with like um, people talking really loudly or being in a room next to us. And that's, it was just like super distracting, I found. That's the one I distinctly remember is that's like trying, we were in this like creative jam session and we were just like going and then this like entourage of people walk in and they went into a a meeting room and they didn't close the door no and they were so loud it was like I remember they were having a discussion it was like a group discussion and everybody was kind of like yelling and talking across the room and I actually like got up and I, I like apologized and like closed the door (laughs) the amount of people that also came late to that meeting was also really annoying and they didn't know they were going so they would like they'd come up and Jen and I would be like working and they'd be like oh is this the meeting for blah 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 and we're like we don't know ma'am like (laughs) figure it out go in like and the meeting's already started so they're trying to be like it's like one of those people who's trying to be really quiet with their bag of chips in like a movie theater trying to open it oh my god you're just like oh my god like can you just please enter the room like stop the door's like squeaking because it's one of those like barn doors and they're just trying to like open it really slowly and it's just oh yeah so distractions distractions Distractions. are real distractions it's kind of like you have to you have to 
it's hard to work with another person I find in a co-working space because when you're working by yourself you can like put on headphones mm-hmm. and you can just like tune it out but when you're trying to have a conversation or work collaboratively on something and there's other events and stuff going on I found it really distracting no joke that is exactly exactly how I felt last Thursday so last Thursday I was in a co-working space and it had nothing really to do with anyone who was around me it was just that there were so many people around me that I could not focus Mm-hmm. I had um, a team member there and her and I were like, you know, we, we were back and forth every now and again, but trying to like really focus in without like overhearing what conversations were happening around me became very distracting, distract, distracting, sorry. And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't put my headphones in because I had to be available to answer questions for my, my team member and mm-hmm. Got to a point where I was like, I literally said to her, I said, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't, I can't focus. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's happening. The other thing is like, when you're in a co-working space, you start to like make friends with the other people that are like going in often. So you get to know the other people around you. And then it's like, it becomes like a social space. So even though you, you know, you're going there to work, other people are like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. How's it going? What are you working on? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ah, like as much as I want to catch up with you, it's also like, leave me alone right now. I need to do work. So it's like, that's definitely a battle, I think for sure. Yeah. It's like good and it's bad yeah. at the same time. So yeah, we're, you're curious about co-working spaces and what you guys think about them. So if you've worked in a, or I can't even talk anymore. If you've worked in a co-working space, um, what do you like about them? Um, if, if you've worked in any like locally or um, anywhere not in London, we kind of, we're kind of just curious what you like about them. And then is there anything that you think they can improve on? Um, if so, what is it? And then we're also really curious for creative business. So we're not just talking like just people working on the computer because what we found is a lot of co-working spaces around um are very like tech based. So like if you're working on a computer, it's really easy, but like if you want to do something creative such as like print or um, if you want to make a painting, like I couldn't walk into a co-working space that we currently have in London and like get paint on the table because then I feel really bad and I have to clean it up. So we're just kind of curious about creative business. What are you looking for in co-working spaces? And do you feel that there's currently one available to you? That's, yep, exactly. It's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're curious. Okay. Uh, working from home. This is something that I do a lot. What about you? Um, yeah. So as I said, we do every other week we work remotely. So we work from home. Well, I work from home Thursday and Fridays every other week. So sometimes my interns will work like at coffee shops or, I mean, if they want to work from home, they can work from home. But typically, yeah, we work Thursdays and Fridays every other week from home. And it is like my saving grace. (laughs) I love it. Um, yeah, I work, I mean, I don't have like an office space. So basically I have a designated office space in my home, but I don't have like a rented office space. So most of the work that I do is, is from home, um, in my like creative business. Um, so do we kind of want to talk about the difference between like having a designated space at home versus like an organic space? Yeah, I think that's really important to touch on. So I know in my space, so I currently live in a little apartment. We don't really have an extra 
room for an office. So my dedicated space is the dining room table or mm-hmm. a couch. Um, before I even jumped into a co-working space, I did have a desk um, that was in the living room, but it became a challenge because it's in the living room and my sometimes I like to work in the evenings. So dedicated space essentially means that you have like an office space that you can go to and you can close a door and you can solely f- focus on what you're working on. Whereas an organic space, I think really is kind of more of a dining room. You know, you're working from the couch, but maybe you work from bed. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, but I mean, I, I can easily say that I've done inspiration and I answer emails from bed. So I can't really, <laughs> mm-hmm. can't really. I like the flexibility of both. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, so like, when you come over, if we've worked together, we've we've worked both in like my my office in my house that is uh, true. or at like my dining room table. Yeah, that is true. Do you think that's though out yeah. of like necessity? Because I think it would be a challenge for both of us to be working in like a dedicated space, just considering that like you have a desk. Mm-hmm. But even just personally, I like the flexibility. Like so, for me. Um, I do all of my, so I have like an iMac that I use. Um, so I do all of my like photo editing and stuff on my like desktop computer because it's like a large retina screen, good editing programs, whatever. Um, but then other things that I do like invoicing and whatever I can do, like sitting on the couch, right. like next to my dog. Yeah. So I, I just like having, cause I don't want to sit in my like office all the time. Cause like I said, every once in a while it gets lonely because <laughs> it's just me sitting in my office by myself doing work. Um, so even though like, I'm not really talking to Ryan while I'm doing the other work, it's like just having someone else around knowing that they're there. I kind of like, so I like, I like the flexibility of having both the designated and the organic space at home. Yeah. I think for at home, for me, the the dedicated space that like designated, this is my like workspace is definitely my dining room table because it's removed. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas my partner, Brad, like he's usually in the living room or in bed. Um, when I'm working. So when I'm, when I'm in the living room with him, I truly believe that you have like a dedicated space for everything that you're working on. So like you have a certain mindset, obviously when you're in bed, you, you want to sleep. <laughs> yes, you want to sleep. Um, yeah. Sometimes if you're in the kitchen, you want to cook, you want to clean, you have dishes. Maybe if you're in the bedroom, you have laundry. Um, for me, it's become it's like an ongoing struggle for dishes. <laughs> yeah. So me working in the dining room, I have to make sure that my kitchen is clean. Otherwise, it's very distracting. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I'm in the, the living room, I want to spend time with my partner. And I want to cuddle my puppy. And it becomes like this like struggle for me. Um, I really, really have to have like a pushing deadline to be in the living room and working in order for it to be like right, successful yeah. or to be like an efficient. So that you like stay focused. Yeah. Or if it's something like something simple related, like if I'm working on the website or um, I'm kind of like just, I don't know, dawdling around with some planning and creating some ideas, like usually then I'm fine with working on the living room. But if I'm like working on a client project or um, I'm editing or I'm writing. I cannot do that in the living room. It's like impossible. Yeah. See, mine's like, mine's like random website tweaking or like 
blog post writing I can like do in the living room because it's not like things that clients are paying me for so I don't feel like I have to stay like so focused on doing the work but if it's something that I'm just like oh I'm looking at this or I'm looking at inspiration or whatever like things that I'm just doing like for my business or Instagramming um, or Instagramming or doing like yeah any of that kind of stuff then I like do it in my like organic spaces versus my office whereas like my all of my client work kind of happens in my office and I think that's important to note as an entrepreneur and this is not like a foolproof way to do anything this is just like from my experience I think every single space that you work in kind of like dictates what you do Mm -hmm. um and I think that's important to take note of because if that's the only way you're ever going to be efficient with doing anything like for me coming home and saying I'm gonna work on all of this client work is very unrealistic for me yeah because it's challenged because I want to come home and I want to spend time with my partner and I want to hang out with my puppy and I want to be able to remove myself from the majority of that. Um, and that's a challenge when, you know, I do have this very long list of client work to do. So, you know, client work gets done at the office or at a coffee shop um, or on my remote days where I'm like dedicated to what I'm doing, which is at the dining room table. <laughs> Well, the other thing too, I find is like when you're at home, the work never stops. So like it doesn't really, and it's different work. It's like, I don't mean like work for our businesses, but other like chores, like things like you said, like dishes and laundry and cleaning and sweeping and all of those things. So like, as you look around, you're like, oh darn, all those papers are piling up. I really should organize them. And like your mind just like, because it's your home and you like want it to be a certain way and you can't really focus on the other work. So there's always... Yeah, it's just a different kind of work. So it's like you, your mindset is just a little bit different when I, I feel when you're at home and you're not in like a designated working space. That's all. Um, but one of the pros to working at home is that it's comfortable. <laughs> like you don't have to necessarily get dressed. Like one of the nice things of working at home or doing this podcast is that I'm sitting here right now in my pajamas, <laughs> super comfortable. <laughs> I don't feel like I have to get dressed up. You guys can't currently see me. So a scrunchie and PJs it is. Um, which if you're working from home, you could choose to do that. I wouldn't necessarily choose to do that every day because I feel like I would feel like I never get dressed up, but, um, having that option every couple of like a couple of days of the week or whatever, I think is nice as well. Um, but you're also comfortable with your space. So like, you know, where everything mm-hmm. is, um, the bathroom's there if you need to use it, like you can make your you life. Get a snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it's, it's kind of nice to like work from home because you feel comfortable in your space. You don't feel like you have to impress anybody. Like it's nice. Um, I also think, although it's comfy, it's also the most cost effective. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting out as a business, it's also the best way to save money is working yeah. from home. So when I say working from home, it could also mean like, get out, people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Go to a coffee shop. Um, at least like, you know, get like one day a week where you're outside of your home because it can be very yeah don't be a hermit don't don't be a hermit it can be very like secluded like it can feel very secluded Mm -hmm. like it is easy especially in the winter oh my gosh friends like that cabin fever is real it is a thing sad like yeah oh yeah 100 like that's a thing that you disorder pardon seasonal effectiveness disorder like you're 
after that season yeah. like it is 100 it's a thing and you need to be fully aware of like what you need and what your body needs when you're working from home because actually I'm not 100% sure it really is a thing only because like they've done studies in places that have 100% darkness for like half uh-huh. a year and those people like in, in Norway for example or like Sweden <laughs> they're like some of the happiest people on earth <laughs> and they get so much so much snow and it's always dark <laughs> in the winter so I'm not 100% sure it's a thing but definitely people in the winter time in Canada I know like definitely get like stir crazy ups, upset and and it's hard to wake up when it's dark and stir crazy cabin mm-hmm. fever yeah all of those things yeah. even if it's like do you know what even if you're trying to save money do you know what I do yeah. on Fridays and Thursdays when we work from home I do my best to go for a walk midday. Mm-hmm. I mean, warranted winter in Canada is bananas, and sometimes it's just not possible. With our current, like, ice With rink of axe, like, oh my gosh, guys, my backyard, I, I might as well just put skates on. Like, it's yeah. insane. Same. So, but regardless of that, like, sidewalks are generally kept pretty clean. So, mm-hmm. just, like, go for a walk. 10 minutes oh, oh I keep okay so funny guys I keep saying this and my dog is like freaking out because <laughs> you, you keep saying the W word you hear me say it um but so if you hear me say the word adventure I'm referring to a W-A-L-K yeah. um so just just go just just leave your house that's that's the important piece because you will go stir crazy and there is that like disconnect of not being able to connect with people like I know Shonda you mentioned how like sometimes it's nice just to go downstairs and connect with Ryan when you're at home mm-hmm. it's just like taking for my dogs they're not people but they're still but they like count. I still talk to them yeah. like a crazy person yeah <laughs> or call up a friend or FaceTime whatever just be mm-hmm. take take note of that when I think when you're working from home especially in the winter um, or anytime when you feel like you're you know shut in in a home Um, Another like key thing on cost effectiveness is if you guys listen to our finances episode with Lori, um, you can, once you kind of register for your HST number, you can also do um, uh, like home office or what Mm -hmm. does she call it? Um, Like office use of home or home, whatever it is, but you can office use of home. Yeah. Office use of home or home use of office <laughs> anyways you can claim that so like uh, if you're using like electricity or heating or any of those things there's like a certain percentage that you can claim on your taxes as well if you are using a home-based office um so there are there are some other than the fact that you're not paying mm. like rent um in addition or a membership to a co-working space or a rented office um you can actually save some money on your taxes too by using your own home as part of your office. So go listen to that uh, podcast with Lori um if you want a refresher on that cuz I can't even remember exactly the correct term because she's the guru with it <laughs> or make sure that you contact her because obviously she'd be able to help you with all of those things if that's kind of what you're looking for. Yes, that was like a mind-blowing podcast. So if you have any questions about finances, mm. that's the one to to check out. Um something in regards to Business use of home. That's what it's called. Business, business use, use of, of home. home. Not office use of, oh. Business use of home and business use of car or travel. Yeah. That was the other one. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, we figured it out. <laughs> um, something to keep in mind of too is if you are working from home, um, co-working spaces usually have day passes too. 
So mm-hmm. if you're, or even just sometimes they'll even offer you like a free day pass if you want to take a look at a new podcast or a new podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> a new co-working space. Sometimes it's nice just to like go check check out a new space. I know there's like like even Shana said how it's it's become like a new thing for over the last couple of years. So there's, there are actually quite a few in London and even in Toronto. There's some amazing ones. Um, St. Thomas, mm-hmm. close to us, actually has one as well. Um, but they have day passes. Yeah, they're popping up all yeah, over the place. Everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But they have day passes that are quite inexpensive. I want to say it's like 10 to $20 just for a day pass. Just like go and, you know, be a part of the culture and take a look at it. So it's it's worth it if you want to be a part of a community, but don't have the, you know, you don't have the cost um, of spending on a monthly co-working fee. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't suggest constantly buying day passes because then it would be more expensive than just buying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. be, be aware guys, take a look at the costs versus, you know, <laughs> see, see what makes sense for Make you. Make a budget. Make a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but if it makes sense, you know, like once a month, um, just to kind of check in, see what's going on, be a part of the culture. People might recognize you. I think it would totally be worth it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. Um, Jen also has a blog post on her Something Simple website, if you go to her blog um, that she wrote, mm. that is how to be productive working from home. So if you actually, was it yours or Savannah's? It's totally Savannah's. Okay, that's Savannah wrote. <laughs> Sorry, Savannah. Um, but if you're looking at a, some, some tips to how to be productive working from home, Savannah kind of wrote um, a blog post based on that. So go make sure you go have a look at that too. So Savannah is our, um, our intern currently, so. She's, she's rocking, rocking the content right now. So she wrote a fantastic blog post. Love that. Okay, the last one. So we went over co-working spaces, working from home, and the last one is basically like a rented office. I don't currently have this, so you're going to have to take the lead on this mm-hmm. one. So do you want to talk a bit about, because I know you have one. Um, you now have a dedicated oh. office space at the high, which is beautiful. Yes. Um, so yeah, so what do you think about having a rented office? Oh my gosh. So total, like... This is something that has been an ongoing battle on my mind for, I'm going to say like six months. So we just got an office in, as of November 1st, I believe is when we officially got access to it. It took us quite a while to get it all like set up and ready to go between like painting and prepping and getting all of the furniture in there and making sure everything was transitioned over to have the right address and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that with her like mailing and all yeah, that. Yeah. Everyth- like everything. Yeah. I don't, she went totally, I just saw this for my, I think my newsletter needs to be switched over. I just noticed it the other day, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is like, yeah. like, it's just all these like little pieces that have to get done, um, to transition over that you don't always think about. It's like someone when you like, you know, you move, <laughs> yeah very similar you yeah, really, you switch all yeah, of those yeah things. I think of everything like my invoices I had people sending invoices to innovation or um innovation works is where we usually used to co-work so um mm-hmm. so it's it was a lot of just like trying to figure out making sure everything was like figured out so that when we launched as of December 1st it was like all good um yeah I absolutely love it um, to, last week, I think it was last week, we had a crazy ice storm here in in London, and mm-hmm. I was we were home all week. Like literally, we had a photo shoot on Monday, and then Tuesday through Friday, 
I was like, nobody come into work. It is an ice storm. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was yeah. nuts. I was like, do not drive. I was like, it was, it was our traditional work or our traditional remote week. So that means Thursday and Friday, we were going to work remotely anyways. So mm-hmm. I was just like, Tuesday, Wednesday, guys, just like stay home. <laughs> like, don't go anywhere. Um, so it was like, those was those four days. And those four days was such a good example as to why I was so appreciative that we had an office. Because I work, I'm so much more productive I can connect with my team. It's like a space where everything is at my office. Like I remember mm-hmm. sitting at home and being like, I need this and I need this and I need this, but it's none of it's here. Yeah. <laughs> All at my office. And I wanted it to be that way. I was like, okay, it's not here. It's fine. I'll get to it on Monday. It wasn't like immediate, but um, it was – I went in on Saturday because there were some things I had to finish up. So Saturday I went in and I had a training session. So I had to go in either way and I continued to work right till five. And it was like the most productive day I'd had in such, I would say in the last like six days. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was like, it was like a a, a switch like went on and and it was just like, okay, this is why I have an office. It's because I can, you know, put the blinders on and I have no distractions. Nothing else is happening. I can close my door if I need to. It's my own space. It's privacy. Everything is in literally one room, which I'm so grateful because mm-hmm. I have two gigantic closets. Um, it's branded to how I want it to be. Um, it's a full service kitchen where I am. So I didn't have to worry about like coming and going with food. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, it, it just, it felt like home. So that's really and truly why I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I have an office space, regardless of like the cost I incur every month. My interns feel welcome there. They have a place to go to if I'm not available. They have a place to be productive. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it was an internal struggle because I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I need an office space? Can I just work from home? I don't know. But that one week of like being at home for, four days just reminded you like it's yeah it reminded me of why I needed it and how much more productive I am when I'm away from home and when I can kind of separate that boundary Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say it's probably good for like separating like work versus life versus when you have when you have a home office it's like harder to do that because you're like oh I could just go to my office and do some work real quick and six hours later you're like okay finally yeah it's so true too and like so Brad and I, one of our biggest decisions over the next year and a bit is like buying a home. And I obviously want office space, but I'm like, do I get rid of my office? Like my mm-hmm. remote office. And I'm like, oh, do I want to do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I do, I like, I like being able to leave. And luckily my little, my little pooch is able to come on some days, um, you know, when I'm like, you know, homesick or when I want my babe to be with me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know if I could go back, but we do like, so like I was saying, right, like we have a rented office, but we still work at a co-working space and we still work remote. So we kind of have this like sweets, like the sweet spot of working at all three, which 
Yeah, it's very flexible because you can do kind of what you want to at each space. Yeah, and honestly, guys, like, I am so excited because when spring and summer comes, I am, like, sitting outside at a pool (laughs) (laughs) on my remote days (laughs) and embracing the sun. Soaking in the sun. With sunscreen, of course. Oh, sunscreen, guys, friends. Sunscreen, sunscreen, (laughs) and lots of food. Um, yeah, even though I don't have a, a rented office, I can see some like many benefits because we were talking about before you had no privacy really in a co-working space. Mm-hmm. You have all of the privacy at home. The only issue is if you only have a home office, office, like for me, I can't, I don't really like invite clients to my personal home to like do any work with. So I don't have a home studio, for example. So if I, if I have a studio, I have to rent a studio space, um, or I have to do kind of like outdoor photo shoots. Or go to their space. A lot of times, like, the people that need my services invite me into their space, which is fine. But, yeah, so, like, having a rented office. If I think if I was doing photography full-time and I wasn't teaching, then I probably would have a rented office where I would have, like, a dedicated studio space as well. Right. Um, but only because, like, for me, it doesn't it doesn't fiscally make sense for my business because I'm not doing it full-time and I don't have enough time to, like, one put in the time to be in an office um to make that cost worth it for me so if I was doing it full-time I think I would be like you and I would I would probably want to do kind of a variety Mm -hmm. um but I would for sure have a rented office space if if I was doing like my photography business full-time yeah I think that was that was really a toss-up for us because we were at a point where we needed to take more photos that were branded for us like branded to our mm-hmm. own space. Um, and we were lacking that the co-working space that we were working at as much as we appreciated like the space that we had um, and the meeting room space that we could rent. But we really needed to be able to take photos of our every day and not feel like it wasn't like it didn't, it didn't feel like it was who we were or are. And it, yeah. And, so, and also that you weren't invading with the privacy right. of the other people. I, in the exactly. States. Yeah. Um, that, that was a huge, huge piece to what we, what we were doing, but it also like, oh my gosh, I had to get some of my stuff out of my apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was just yeah. so much between equipment and props and event stuff. And, and just, there was just an endless, endless amount of things coming, coming and going from my apartment. And I remember there was like stuff at, at the co-working space and there was stuff at home and there was, you know, stuff at just everywhere. And it, it just, mm-hmm. it just got, it was stuff in my car um, and it just got to be too much. And there was no central place for everything. Um, and as, as right. a team crew, right? Like it, we needed a, a space for everyone to be able to go to. Um, but also we were spending so much money on a meeting room space. Mm-hmm. Um where so it just made more sense yeah like you would get yeah by the end of the month we were spending just as much money on rent plus meeting room that we would have you know spent the same amount of money just renting a space that we could call our own and do meetings plus have you know coaching and training and all that stuff so we we just didn't like we're actually saving money by renting than we were doing co-working and having to incur the unexpected costs of constantly having to book meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just 
it's just that toss-up that you always have to use. Again, you got to track expenses, friends, those finances. <laughs> <laughs> Super important. It's a thing. Okay. So I think that's yeah. it for episode 13. We got through them all. So have you guys worked at any of these types of spaces? So do you work in a co-working space? I already asked my questions about that. Um, do you prefer working from home or do you have a rented, rented office um, and do you prefer it? So we're kind of curious about what you guys think. This is kind of just coming from our own experience, but we'd always like to know what our listeners are thinking and um, what you prefer. So please make sure that you kind of go on to our show notes. You'll see a little contact uh, page at the bottom and you can just let us know what you think about the episode, what you think about the different spaces and what you prefer. Yeah. And if you are feeling generous and you would love to give us a review, um, please do so on iTunes. Um, not my favorite thing to ask for, for constant feedback, <laughs> but um, we love feedback and we love to hear your constructive feedback on what you've enjoyed and what you want to hear more of. But iTunes is the best place to do that. And you can find the link to that on both of our websites uh, for the Nitty Gritty podcast, either on Hot Chickens and Co. or at Something Simple. And we would just like to know what you guys think of what we're doing. So hop on over to the iTunes reviews and leave us a little, a little love note. Okay, Jenny, close it out. All right, friends. Well, thank you for hanging out with us and talking about co-working spaces. Um, we do hope this was beneficial, or if you're considering working in a co-working space or renting, that this has helped you in some way, shape, or form to kind of move forward and help your business grow. We're so excited um, that you're listening to the Nitty Gritty Podcast, and we hope to see you at our episode. Oh my gosh, what are you? What are we? Episode thirteen. No, 14. We're 13 currently, so next week. Yeah, so we hope to have you listening to episode 14. Again, you can hear or see both of our show notes at Hutchings & Co. or something simple. And again, feel free to leave us a review. And we can't wait to chat with you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Um, And happy living. That's all for this week's podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings. Tune in next week for more Nitty Gritty.